Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, my name is Kevin Cadigan, and this is Bridge the Atlantic. Welcome to Bridge Atlantic's interviews, where we get to know the people behind and in front of the creative industries. We're your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber-Smith from Scotland, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists, and musicians. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as Electric Kiwi. And I'm singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist Marcy Novelli from Canada, a man who wears many hats, literally and figuratively, when I'm not releasing music under my own name or my side project, Midnight Soundtrack, I'm producing and mixing records for other artists. Speaking of which, if you'd like me to work on your next song, EP, or album, I'm currently taking submissions, so get in touch. You can connect with me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, and Patreon, which are all my name, Marcio Novelli. And we are on Patreon too, and we've got lots of exciting stuff to share with you on there. You can support us from as little as a dollar per episode, and in exchange, you get some patron-only exclusives. Uh, We have just upgraded some things over there, so head on over and check it out. Yeah, perks include early access to content, sponsored ads at the start and end of our shows, as well as your chance to co-host an episode alongside Ross and I. Your two favorite co-hosts, of course. But most importantly, uh, you'll be directly enabling us to keep bringing you weekly interviews uh, with interesting people, which is the the goal um, of doing this show. And uh, we just want to spread knowledge about music and in the entertainment industries and uh, help each other out because that's really what it's all about. And that's what Ross and I are incredibly passionate about. And speaking of helping each other out, we want to help keep you warm, uh, keep you clothed with official BTA shirts. They are available to purchase on our website. They look great on you. And we know it. all proceeds go into uh, helping us keep the lights on here at Bridge Atlantic. There's a link to get them in our show notes. And if you use the coupon code BTA Rocks, you receive 10% off your purchase as our little way of saying thank you. Gracias. And finally, I'm recording my second solo album and I kindly invite you to help make it a reality. You can contribute to my crowdfunding campaign on Pledge Music by going to marcionovelli.com slash pledge. No amount is too small. I truly appreciate your support and anything that you can help me out with. Everyone who Pledges receives an immediate free download of my new acoustic EP, The Reimagining Volume 1, just as a thank you from me to you for being awesome. Uh, I hope you check it out, and uh, thank you so much. Our guest this week is Kevin Cadigan out of Berkeley, California. Kevin is a founding member of Third Eye Blind and performed with the band from 1993 to 2000. He co-wrote some of the band's most notable hits, including How's It Gonna Be, Losing a Whole Year, and Graduate. Since parting ways with Third Eye Blind, Kevin has released solo material and has also began touring with XEB, a band made up of ex-Third Eye Blind members. We're looking forward to hearing more about Kevin's experience in the music industry, what he's up to now, and the advice he'd offer to his fellow musicians. So, welcome to the show, Kevin. Well, let's get awkward and have you tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know. I'm a dual citizen. I'm a dual citizen with Ireland. I'm an Irish citizen. And an American citizen. That's that's pretty cool. Absolutely. Um, so, like, for all those 
rad European bands that were thinking of working with me, but didn't want to have to wait for the American in customs, you know, taking a long time. I can just go right through with you guys. So That's awesome. Uh, dual citizen. What else? Um, I have three beautiful daughters and a wife that I love. I love being a dad. And, um, gosh, I, I, I think I'm an optimist. I try to be optimistic about the future. And, and, and uh, mostly I am. It's a, it's a struggle <laughs> these days to be optimistic. But um, there's a lot to be optimistic about. I think this century is going to be an amazing one. And, um, you know, I love pondering those things. Well, hopefully we can help bring some optimism today to you and everyone tuning into the show. Um, Some of the songs you co wrote, I'm just going to go right to it before we even really dig into the the interview. We're pretty much the soundtrack to my youth. Just letting you know, love all those tunes, uh, love your contributions to it. And uh, we're excited to chat with you you. today. We really are. Well, I really appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. um, That's a great idea. I love what you guys are are doing. I'm just, I'm kind of new to finding out about you guys but i watched a few videos don't worry most people are new to finding out about us it's okay (laughs) you're ahead of you're ahead of the curve you've already checked out some interviews (laughs) i know that's most most people are new finding about me as well so (gasps) we're we're good cool well i'd like to jump in and talk a little bit about third eye blind uh so you know as as we mentioned the intro you had numerous commercial hits with the band and it was the largest recording deal ever for an unsigned artist in 1996. I don't know if it still is, but you know, at the time it, it was. Um, how did you handle that so early in your career? And in hindsight, do you think that that was the best route for you guys to take? You know, I don't know if it was the biggest recording. I know that that's been reported, but I, I, have, I think that's probably bullshit. You know, I think that it was um, the Guns N' Roses had a huge record deal. I don't think we, we approached even close to that. I think, you know, it was like... One in point two million for the total thing, including when videos cost three hundred thousand dollars to make. I mean, we actually literally made a a dumb video for three hundred thousand. Um, so it was a different world back then. Uh, the money, you know, with those kinds of numbers that you that are, were required for uh, just the back end stuff, like the video production, there really wasn't that much. I mean, I swear it was. Um, I think we. Each got like $7,000 or something. And I took my girlfriend on a bike riding trip to Amsterdam. And that was like the big thing. And then after that, it was $2,000, um, sort of a stipend that we lived on while making the record. All the, we didn't do the record. Uh, it, we, we were pretty um, frugal about it. We did, we did do some extravagant things like go to Skywalker, uh, Skywalker Ranch, the, or Lucas um, Skywalker Ranch, yeah. And, uh, and tracked in a beautiful concert hall there. And, uh, you know, so that was kind of an extravagant thing. But, but overall, you know, the, the, money, the money was, was, was uh, saved and used for touring. We toured for many, many years. And um, so it wasn't something that I was really conscious of, like, oh, this is, I'm suddenly rich now. I mean, we, I didn't get that feeling at all. I knew that we had a great shot, you know, um, and that there were people behind us and that it it was uh, an exciting time for sure. But, you know, I just was focused on on making the record. And, uh, you know, I think that maybe if we all were handed like $200,000 or something, it might have been 
maybe maybe it wouldn't have been it would have changed the the, the vibe of the recording process and I, so in a way it was it was good to sort of maintain that uh that feeling of being broke you know <laughs> it's a sort of a continuation of what got us there in the first i think place. it's amazing because yeah. the people's perception of it and what actually the reality of it is just so opposite you know um, mm. I guess uh, you probably had people thinking that you were millionaire rock stars right off the bat. Oh, well, with my friends, it's like if you could afford the 12-pack of Top Ramen, you're like, oh, get out of here, you rock <laughs> do you star. Think you know you what are? I mean? So, yeah, exactly. Who do you think this guy is now? He's got the different flavors. <laughs> he's got the French onion. Now he's doing this. Bastard. I mean, yeah, exactly. So it didn't take much yeah, to right, get people right. to hate yeah, you right. and envy and you. Yet, you know what I mean? And yet you're still it's struggling, like a bike of course. Riding, yeah, a plane ticket to Amsterdam. It's like, fuck him. So. <laughs> well, you parted ways with Third Eye Blind in 2000. Um, it sounds like a lot of it was down to legal issues. Feel free to speak about any of that. Feel free not to. It's completely up to you. Um, but what we do want to know, regardless of what you want to divulge, um, what did you learn from the experience? What did I learn from it? Um, uh, okay, so just backing up, the uh, it, it was about business, actually. I mean, you know, it wasn't... It was about the the ownership of the name, and I disagreed with the idea that one person should uh, own the the band name. I, I felt the band should own the band name, in um, and that those splits could go be negotiated. But there was a lot there's a lot of numbers between um, zero and a hundred, and I, th- I my philosophy was that. Zero is probably too much down on this end of the scale, you know, and so zero would be over here, mm-hmm. hundred over here, something over here. <laughs> something and, fair. Um, yeah, well, okay. Um, so it was, it was a, uh, a difficult position to be in, um, learning those things, uh, learning more about, um, you know, how things were set up as a corporation and that, uh, and uh, it's the last thing you want to think about when you're, um, you know, making a record and you're having success in other areas. Um, I was really fortunate. The one thing that really saved me was um, uh, publishing, getting, getting the, actually mailing in the, uh, for the envelopes. Back then, you couldn't do anything online, so it's literally mail in your uh, copyright forms from the government. And that, that single act right there is the thing that... Um, protected me the most from musical industry predators, really. Uh, that was the, the single most important thing that I ever did was copyright my stuff. And so aside from that, um, you know, that, that's, um, that was the uh, important takeaway. So was a lot of this from outside influence, or did a lot of this come from within the band? How much was, you know, outside kind of people influencing the members of the band and, and kind of completely messing with yeah the, the jive okay. that you guys already had going on right well the, the the manager and and the singer were very um close friends the manager had started off being an investor in the band and uh, and through court documents when when steven uh the singer sued his best friend the, the manager later years later you know it came out that the manager was actually ghostwriting a lot of lyrics too so you know there was a tight relationship between them i think you know from the manager's perspective, he wanted to kind of con- thought it'd be easier to be able to control one person than, than have it be multiple people, which, you know, makes sense. I think a lot of people would like, uh, if you look at it from, from, the, from the perspective of just managing things, you know, it's easier to just manage one person if they're the, if, if they have, 
if they're in control of everything than, than managing multiple people. But I think, you know, the, the outcome didn't end up being um, as good as it could have been if, if everyone was sort of more uh, fairly given equity, even though it may have been short term easier to sort of make some of the decisions. I, I, I think that some of the decisions ended up not being the best ones. For who? Even though they were, even though they were made alone for everybody, for himself, mm. even really, yeah. Well, certainly, he ended up in a lawsuit with his best friend. So, oh, true. <laughs> you know, um, absolutely. You know, is there any animosity? You know, we're going to move on from Third Eye Blind here, but you know, just is, is there any animosity? Have you guys had a chance to kind of um, let bygones be bygones, or you know, what kind of situation are you right now and the rest of the oh. ex members of Third Eye Blind with the current members of Third Eye Blind? Right. Well, um. What's really exciting is I've 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 reunited with um, like as you pointed out some other members of the band and um, one of them being uh, the uh, one of the uh, composers and bass the bass player Ryan Salazar uh, the other being Tony Fredinelli I actually ran into Ryan Salazar at the DMV of all places so we had not talked I mean we hadn't talked for probably I don't know it was about eleven years twelve years. And then we ran into each other just randomly at the DMV. Do you guys have a DMV or something similar to that? Something the similar, yeah. Motor vehicles? Oh, yeah. Something okay. similar, What's it yeah. called where, where, you, where you're I at? I don't know where it's oh, called. What it's called. Here is the DVLA. The DVLA? Uh, I don't well, know what the DVLA nice. stands for, but uh, <laughs> it sounds that's what it's so, called. But, I mean, I, I, I guess pleasant. the DMV probably never thought that their tagline would be bringing people together. Like <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it should be. It should be. So you are, you know, you're in a group with ex-members of uh, Third Eye Blind, XEB. So we got together and, you know, we're coming up on the 20th anniversary of this album, um, the debut album being released. And, and um, okay, so what happened was I was asked by a guitar player to do a little retrospective podcast on, on the record. And, and, I, and I hadn't played this stuff in forever. And I, so I picked up a guitar and was learning it and went and, and, uh, and did this really fun podcast in the... Um, you know, people in the band heard it and, and contacted me. I got a really nice letter from Ryan. And, uh, you know, so we just decided to reconnect. And, and we thought, well, it'd be fun just to go out and play our music again. You know, let's just see how, how that works. It won't be the, the entire band, but the, the band that's not the entire band is doing it. So, well, they actually weren't playing the entire album at that time. But um, we thought it'd be a fun idea, a fun thing to do. And since I had already spent all this time relearning my stuff for this guitar player podcast, I thought, well, I don't want to let all this shit knowledge go to waste. So let's start playing it. And we just, you know, we couldn't find anyone in the music industry to really help. I mean, we didn't really um, go asking too much, but we thought, well, let's just um, do like, just rent out some place and sell tickets on Eventbrite. And we totally did all this ourselves and just, you know, people came. They flew across the country. They flew from, you know, Europe and, and stuff to, co- to come see us play in this little weird, like, converted auto body shop place that we rented. I mean, it was just like the most DIY thing you could ever imagine, be like a keg of beer, you know? And um, I'm not even joking. And so so we did that, and it was just a lot of fun. And then there's Tony Fretinelli guy, who, who was um, another um, member for, for, for a very brief period of time, Third Eye Blind, like in 1993, was a five-piece. Mm-hmm. And then he left like after a couple of weeks and then, and came back in 2000 and sort of this bitter, ironic thing in my life that happened that was brutal <laughs> back then. But now it's kind of 
you know, we're sharing a good laugh about it, which is great. I love outcomes like that. All's well yes. that ends well, right? So, so for us, that's kind of how it is. It's an all's well that ends well thing. And um, we've completed like a little tour uh, uh, on, the, on the East Coast last, um, what was it, um, in May. And we're doing another one in September. And, you know, so we're just having a lot of fun. What can people and expect from your shows, from your live shows? Well, they can expect to hear the uh, the debut album, like just played by um, the people that recorded it and, and and helped create it, and that's a pretty cool thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, are you ready for twenty questions? Are we already there? Are we doing the twenty question thing? We're there. It's okay. It's okay. We're not done, but we're there. Okay. All right. Let, you ready? Sure. No. Coffee or tea? Okay. Coffee. Meat Coffee. or veggies? Uh, okay, I'll go with veggies. Not the honest answer, but it's the right one. <laughs> it wins my heart. Twitter or Facebook? Facebook. Indie or major? Indie. CD or vinyl? Vinyl. Yoga or yogurt? Yogurt. Education yogurt. or experience? <laughs> I sound so resigned. So I sound so resigned, like yogurt. Fine. Fine. <laughs> yogurt. <laughs> Education or experience? experience marvel or dc uh god man you guys got me on that one marvel i don't know marvel Seemed like a question <laughs> canada or scotland <laughs> i don't know the different uh oh the tough one right uh mm. canada they're our neighbors that's right you guys don't yeah. know to touring around here but we are ireland's neighbors yeah, so well, you know mm, oh shit mm, you're right mm. okay scotland never mind bye these are mean chances. these are mean questions these are divisive these are these are meant maybe, to, maybe need to are come together here we need to get the dmv in here <laughs> okay. the know, they'll bring us together talent or attitude um boy uh i like talent you know got a little talent star wars or star trek uh, Star Trek. Lennon or McCartney? Lennon. Ghosts or aliens? Aliens. Mm. Do you believe in aliens? <laughs> mm. Mm. Conspiracy. Uh, I I don't. No, I don't. I don't. No, I don't believe in ghosts either. So. <gasps> <laughs> we're not judging batman you we're not judging you or superman uh batman vampires batman? or zombies zombies no vampires vampires okay vampires. michael jackson mm-hmm. or michael bolton mm-hmm. oh, come on that's so easy michael jackson i thought he was gonna say that's so easy it's the bolt <laughs> i, I wish i'm still dreaming for that <laughs> day whale or kale um whale or kale kale whales uh, there's not something to eat no but maybe this is no, not no. something you eat it's just it's just the this concept. one's very open to interpretation just a concept huh. just the concept okay. of whale or kale just in general well, just, it just made me think of like a, a eating a whale or something Ugh. kale yeah that's yeah. terrible Ugh. celine dion or marilyn manson minds hmm? celine dion or what marilyn manson marilyn marilyn manson 
way, way, way. Yeah. yeah. And similarly, Bette Midler or the Riddler. <laughs> kind of uh, similarly. The Riddler. Yeah. And your final question is... Okay. Ross or Marcia? That's so not right. Um... No, I can't do that. That's not. I don't even. I mean, we just we're getting to know each other. We have to spend more time with the DMV. I know. We'll see how that works. Okay. Um, okay. But we'll, we'll take that. Just yeah, so I'm you know, not, yeah. usually Ross asks this question, and and we have this theory that Ross gets picked about ninety percent of the time. Ninety percent of the time? Maybe ninety-one percent of the time? No, not as much. And as the theory that. is that it's because he's the one who asks it. Um, that's at least my theory oh, and my hope. You know what? And and, and wait, who but asked I asked. It this I asked time? it today, asked and no it? one, no right. one was picked. Uh, well, my inclination was to say you because you're right. Like whoever asked the question, you want to sort of appease them and make them. Feel Russ, good we're gonna have to it. switch that. We're gonna have to switch this up yeah. every week. But it is a, it is have to a start brutal when question. Start. It is. I know. It's a brutal question. You know what? Um, it, and it was my idea, and Ross was completely opposed to it originally, and I insisted on it, and now I regret it. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> but you shouldn't regret it because I picked you. I mean, after I said I wasn't going to pick anybody, I said I would have picked you oh. because you said it first. That's kind of like one of those romantic things like, it would have been you right. as you right. went away and slow motion on, on an he, Ross isn't saying anything, so it's like, no, why would I pick Ross him? Ross is imagining this scene with Michael Bolton playing in the background. Um, <laughs> uh, it would have been, been you. you. And Michael Jackson going, <laughs> how am I supposed to live without you? <laughs> and it's amazing. And I'm, I'm loving this, this scene so much. That's where I'm going to live from now on is in that scene. <laughs> That's good. We we need some advice in, in our in our oh, in our in, the, in those awesome people that are tuning into this need your advice. Okay, based on your experience in the music industry, um, what would you tell other musicians who want to make a living as part of a band? Is there mm. one piece of uh, advice that you'd advise them to do early on in their career before there are lawsuits? <laughs> well, hmm. um, well, since I I did have some unique. I mean, hopefully they were unique, sort of um, contractual trickery and, and business trickery done to me. Um, I, I really hope no one goes through that or has to deal with those same things. So I, I think, you know, um, I, I don't think it probably comes up very often, but, you know, you want to make sure if you're a band that, that band members, um, certainly um, people involved in the creative process um, have equity in the band. And so that can be done um, sooner rather than, than later. Uh, you want to make sure you do that. Um, the, uh, you know, the making a living part, it's like, you know, that, that cliche about the destination being, um, you know, it, it being, about the, it being about the journey, not the destination. That cliche, I think, is you've got you've to hold on to that one because... The, the destination that you're hoping for in this game is is uh, a difficult one. And uh, I know that, you know, for me, being in your early 20s and, and being out there, knowing what you're up against, it's, it's, it's crushing. You know, it can be really crushing. When people, you know, we played little clubs and no one gave a shit, you know, about what we were doing. And um, it wasn't just an instant, like, here's the biggest record deal that's ever been signed kind of thing. You know, it was a while of just sort of like, you know, people not caring. And so, so, so just persistence is also obviously a key. 
you know, with, with the tools that you guys have now, I mean, like doing what you guys are doing, the podcast, getting an electric skateboard and starting a vlog like the Casey Neistat guy. I mean, that's, that's amazing. You have all these tools to promote your band. I would say stay in control of, of the, your most important asset, which is the name, whatever you're doing, the, the trademark, okay? Um, and, and all of your social media related to that because uh, that's what's going to be um, how people communicate through the rest of the world. No one's going to care about you guys individually in the band. They're only going to care about the band name, even though you might think that you're amazing in your own ways. So be very careful about the trademark and the band name. Um, and uh, That's something I've never know. really thought I mean, about before. That is so so well put and and so powerful i think coming from you who's experienced this whole thing at the end of the day as a band gets successful it's the brand right right they absolutely, really care about yeah. the brand the name because yeah. that's what's going to sell a record rather than who's in the band yeah and it's been proven i mean whether it's this and you would think well no it's the singer well no the singer could go anyone's expendable about the name and that's really that's been proven with 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 bands that have lost the singers and kept the name, and bands that have lost the you know well, whatever, and members of bands players, like you know especially the singers going off to do solo projects that aren't successful, you know, and it's still that singer sure. that you know th- you yeah. know it's it's interesting because yeah. it's well, people are still yeah, paying attention I mean, to that name. It's very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. Where's the best place for people to connect with you online? Um, okay, so Facebook is really good. I, okay. I've been communicating with a lot of fans on Facebook and people that have messaged me and such. Uh, I'm also on Twitter. So, um, and I think I'm like Kevin Cadigan one on Facebook, and I'm on Twitter too. That's Kevin Cadigan. Perfect. And uh, official XEB is the is the um, the Facebook for the Perfect. XEB band. So Perfect. You know, we'll see how it goes. I, we we do have plans to actually record and make live music. We yes. really connected with some of the people involved with the the production of the first record. Oh, not, wow. not Eric Valentine, but, sure. but I mean people that were around that and maybe at his studio we might do it do some stuff at eric valentine's studio but um well, we're you know, excited we'll about that and definitely we want we want to uh, share that with everyone so let us know when that's happening and yeah. we'll have you back on yeah. to talk about that and as for us you can find us on twitter facebook instagram itunes and youtube uh, visit our website and pick up one of our shirts while you're there too yeah and as i mentioned earlier i'm currently working on my second solo album you can be part of it at marcionovelli.com slash pledge when you support when you support my new album you also get a free download of my acoustic ep the reimagining volume one as a thank you for being awesome like I said earlier follow me on Twitter Facebook and Instagram as well as Spotify and Patreon which are all my name Marcio Novelli don't wear it out and uh, I'm working on websites for various artists at the moment and you can check out my work at electrickiwi.co.uk you'll find me on Twitter and Instagram as Electric Kiwi and on Facebook Electric Kiwi Design this episode was brought to you by the wonderful 30 Roses, a virtual assistant and consultant to musicians and other creatives, as well as Chris Keaton, Music Entrepreneur HQ, and Social Surge. All links are in the show notes, so please check them out, because what do they do, Ross? They keep the show alive. <laughs> and if you would like to sponsor the show, visit patreon.com slash bridge the Atlantic. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, we've recently updated our rewards, which now includes sponsorship at the start of our interviews, as well as an opportunity for you to co-host an episode. And uh, please do also make sure to subscribe on YouTube and iTunes so you don't miss any episodes and leave us a comment and let us know what you think of the show. Absolutely. Kevin, this has been an absolute pleasure. This is so much fun, guys. Thanks. 
You guys are awesome. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Well, we That's appreciate you. You're awesome, and this is just yeah, an thanks. awesome circle here. You know, <laughs> or a triangle maybe, because there's three of us. But you know, <laughs> thanks, guys. Who cares? <laughs> shapes are just shapes. <laughs> Come back again soon, okay? Okay. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.